Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! What's going on, friends? Welcome to the Jake Brown Podcast. I am your host, Jake Brown. Oh, man. Have I got a show for you today. I feel like I've come so far now, this being my 10th official episode. I have, later in the show, my first guest. I'm actually very excited about this. They're they're having to phone in, um, but I I think logistically I have everything worked out, and we're gonna get this person on the phone probably in about fifteen to twenty minutes. There's a little bit of a time difference, uh, which is why I'm actually doing this podcast. It's currently 8:45 at night um but it works out better for the guest so stay tuned um it's uh i think it's it's going to be great uh i did have something cool happen uh, this morning i was checking the analytics and it said that i had a question <laughs> So someone had listened to the episode and they posted a question and it was uh, in regards to the shoes that I just bought that were trying to essentially force me to run faster than I wanted to run. And uh, this person wanted to know if, uh, if I was running faster because my shoes had lights in them. <laughs> Man, I wish my shoes had lights in them. I remember when I was in kindergarten, and anytime someone got new shoes, the whole class would sing this song, and I don't, I don't remember how it goes. You know, it was like new shoes, new, you know, so and so has new shoes, and then this was the only time that you were allowed to run in the classroom, but you would run. A lap around the classroom as fast as you could in your new shoes to show off how fast you were. And I mean, I didn't get new shoes very often, but when I did, oh my God, did I look forward <clears throat> to uh, to go into Mrs. DeGandy and Mrs. Moore's kindergarten classroom. And this is a God, this is a really long time ago. Um, and running a lap around the classroom while everyone basically cheered you on. And, you know, those kinds of things, I don't think those kinds of things happen anymore. I think now people would freak out and say, oh, what if they trip and hit their head on a desk? Or what if they roll their ankle? You know, or, oh, well, not everyone has new shoes, so <laughs> we can't celebrate one person getting new shoes unless everybody you know it's just some some shit like that times were very different when i was a kid 
for better or for worse, they were not perfect times, but uh, they were they were fun times. They were definitely different times. So, to the person who left a comment, and uh, it doesn't tell me who it was. It gives me your your Spotify name, and I I honestly I just forgot to jot it down because um, I was just so excited to get to this episode. But I did make a note here. I wrote question because uh, there was a question about my new shoes. So no, they do not have lights. However, I still feel like they make me faster, even though I'm fighting it. So thank you for the response, for the question, I should say. Well, you gave a little bit of response. You did say that you enjoyed the podcast. So that actually meant a lot to me. so thank you for that. Uh, I believe on all these episodes, you're, you're able to leave comments. Uh, I tried to set that up so that it's open. So feel free to leave comments. I do get notifications. Um, that's mainly through Spotify. I don't know <clears throat> if that's set up on, uh, on Amazon or on iTunes. And uh, good news all my stuff is finally squared away on YouTube. So the same at, at Jake Brown Pod, you can find all these shows uh, on YouTube. I have a page there. Everything was uploaded earlier today. And uh, if that's your preferred platform, then you can find all my content there as well going forward. All right. my main topic for today, uh, I, I wanted to talk supplements. Um, and by no means am I telling anyone what they should or should not be taking. Because uh, I'm not a doctor. And anyone who knows me, I'm dumb. Okay? I'm not, the, I'm not the, the, the sharpest knife in the, in the drawer. Okay, like I have a lot of life experience, all right, but my book knowledge, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's about my 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 book knowledge right there. That's what happens. I usually just get laughed at. So I'm not telling anyone what to take. I just wanted to share what I'm taking because in my life and over the course of my, I guess I'll just call it a lifetime of, you know, doing all kinds of athletics, all different sports, but just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle for, you know, (laughs) as long as I can remember, despite my severe sugar tooth, um, I feel like I found some stuff that works for me very well, and uh, and maybe it will work for you. But I will say, if you're going to make any sort of changes, drastic changes to your diets, or if you're going to add any kinds of uh, of supplements, you should definitely consult your physician. All right, does that does that get me out of the liability loop so I don't get sued? <laughs> yes. Let's hope so. So again, I'm not telling anyone to take anything, but this is what I take on a daily basis. Uh, 
I take creatine. Okay. So if you don't know what creatine is, it, it is a chemical that is found naturally in our bodies. However, you can get more creatine, okay, in either a supplement or you can find it in like red meat and seafood. And I don't know. People kind of call it like the unofficial steroid. You know, I've heard to it referred to as as that um, to where it's essentially going to allow your muscles to recover quicker, which in turn is going to allow you to do more work, push those muscles harder and hopefully get them to grow in whatever your sport is. You know, we use muscles when we run, when we swim, uh, you know, when we play sports and you play basketball, you're using your muscles. So creatine is essentially helping that recovery process go a little bit faster. And you don't have to take a lot, you know, of creatine. There is that, you know, at least the way that I was taught, and this goes way back to when I was in high school, there's the loading phase, okay? Uh, I, I personally, I mean, if you just start taking it every day, eventually it's going to be in your system consistently at a higher level than what you would normally produce. So I personally prefer the brand Muscle Tech. Uh, I'm, I have tried other brands. I don't really notice a difference other than the price. And for the serving size to cost ratio, uh, I feel like the, the muscle tech stuff at, for me has always been the, the best bang for the buck. It's maybe like, I don't know, a little more than half a teaspoon, three quarters of a teaspoon. Um, some people take more than that. Um, they can vary as well by the brand that you have and how concentrated it is. And anymore, creatine is found in a whole bunch of other supplements anyway. So you may be inadvertently taking creatine and you don't even know it. So I would hope that when you're buying supplements, you know, you are reading the label about what's actually in them. <laughs> All right. Don't just be don't don't conduct your own your own blind studies here. Like try to know what you're putting into your body. Um, I take magnesium. And I think you, you will probably see kind of a theme here is that everything that I take uh, tends to, from a physical fitness standpoint, benefit my body. All right. Um, magnesium has been known to help keep our blood pressure normal, our bones strong, and the heart at a steady rhythm. All right. So if I look at it from that aspect, well, hell yeah, I want to take it because on a daily basis, I'm pushing, you know, my heart pretty damn hard. You know, I'm most days, basically, I'm pulling daily doubles between CrossFit and boxing. So I want my heart to be as strong as possible. I want my bones to be as strong as possible. And magnesium is one of those things that, you know, I feel like a lot of people are, are probably having a deficiency in anyway. Um, I've always 
been told that around 500 extra milligrams of uh, magnesium is kind of sufficient to kind of keep your levels right. Um, but again, you know, consult your physician. I'm not your doctor. I'm not anybody's. I'm my own doctor. I'm responsible to me. Um, another good thing that magnesium does is it really helps with inflammation. And, you know, the harder you push your body, the harder you're pushing your muscles, you know, your joints, your tendons, everything. It's really easy for things to get inflamed. So if I can assist in the inflammation decreasing process, I am 100% going to do that. Fish oil, okay? Uh, the benefits of fish oil, they come from the omega-3 fatty acids. So yes, you can find those in fish. You know, you hear people talking about, you know, eating lots of salmon, um, tuna. Um, obviously, we should not be eating fish every single day because now we have other problems to worry about like mercury. So this is a good way to get a good level of omega-3 fatty acids without slowly killing ourselves <laughs> from mercury poisoning. Um, I don't think I probably take the, the recommended dose. Uh, I, because I take it seven days a week, um, the brand, and I don't remember the brand that I take offhand, it calls for two tablets. I just do one tablet. But I'm a seven day or weaker. I'm always having it in my body. I do have fish um, a few times a month anyway. So I'm not necessarily worried that I'm not going to get enough of these omega 3 fatty acids. Uh, I take beetroot powder. And this is something that I started doing maybe four years ago. I was adding it to uh, the smoothies that I was making. And this stuff is very, very potent. Uh, you don't need a lot of it. I take a half a teaspoon. Okay, that's it. And it alters the flavor of whatever you are putting it in. You will know it's there. You're never going to like make a smoothie and then wonder if you put the beetroot powder in. Okay, the shit's potent. Half a teaspoon. The brand that I use, uh, it only calls for a half a teaspoon. And uh, I don't know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Um, you know, it allegedly helps with liver disease. Uh, it helps with high blood pressure, um, soreness after exercise. So, you know, your inflammation, you know, your lactic acid buildup, stuff like that. Um, it's been known to help in reducing swelling and also help in lowering cholesterol, which for me, I think that was the, the main reason that I looked at it, because uh, just from a genetic standpoint, I have high cholesterol. You know, at 19, my cholesterol was 275, which is very, very high. And but OK, that was as a teenager. Uh, I had a physical earlier this year and it was at 278. So. I'm essentially staying consistent with my cholesterol across the board. Um, I was on medication for it at one point, but that medication, 
oh, the side effects were brutal. Do you know that sensation that you get, like, not when you're full-blown sick, like with the flu, but like when you're a third of the way there and your body gets super cold and achy and like you just don't want to be touched, you don't want to move. If anything, you just want to like go stand in a hot shower because like you can't get warm. Well, this uh, this particular cholesterol medication, that was the side effect. So I felt like that every day for like two months. And then finally I was like, eh, I'm done with this. Uh, you know, this is not sustainable. Like I was absolutely miserable. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I could have tried a different cholesterol medication, but I I just decided to go with, let's see if I can fix this through diet. And I did cut out a lot of the crap I was eating. I definitely didn't cut out, you know, enough of the crap, but I was able to lower it just through diet because it had gotten even higher uh, at, at that point in my life. And I was able to get it back down to where I feel like my normal range is, which is, you know, still high for someone who doesn't have cholesterol issues. But uh, I think for those of us with cholesterol issues, you know, if I can maintain this number through the duration of my life, then I feel like I've essentially beat that problem. Um, I do take protein powder, which I have discussed before. Uh, it's not that I don't get enough protein, but I I don't know. I kind of I go I go I go through phases where sometimes I take a lot of protein. And I'm eating a lot of meat. And then sometimes I just, I don't. I kind of dial everything back and I lean out. And right now I'm just in kind of one of those lean phases. And I think I'm taking about an extra 20, only 25 grams of protein a day. Um, but I do eat two to three eggs every day. And then, you know, we'll always have some sort of protein at night, either chicken or uh, a red meat or fish. So I'm not necessarily concerned that I'm not getting enough protein. Um, but as far as supplement is concerned, you know, I could definitely go way more if I wanted to. But for what I'm trying to do right now, especially, you know, with boxing and then even like with racing, you know, my Enduros and my scrambles on my dirt bike. Uh, I just prefer to be lighter and a lot more leaned out. I feel better. My energy feels better. Uh, you know, on the bike, I move around better. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't see a need in being big and bulky because those aren't really the sports that I'm doing right now. I mean, if I was trying to play football, you know, or something like that, then yeah, I'm, I'm probably taking 120 <laughs> whatever milligrams or grams of uh, extra protein a day because I want to bulk up, but that's not what I'm trying to accomplish. And I have definitely leaned out over the last, uh, since the second lockdown of COVID. So what was that? 2020? 
2019, 2020, somewhere in there. Uh, at that point, I was weighing about 100. I weighed 192 pounds. And I was strong as an ox. And, uh, you know, my cardio was pretty good. Um, but I was, I was much thicker than I was. And I have since gotten down at my lightest since that point down to 159. And I currently keep my weight at 165 to 170. I stay in that range. I don't, I don't go under 165 very often. And I really don't go over 170 unless I'm on vacation and just eating like a cow the whole time. Um, but for me, being able to control that uh, definitely has a lot to do with my protein intake. So having that knowledge, having understanding my body, knowing what I can and can't get away with uh, plays a big role into what I consume as far as food goes, as far as supplement goes. And it's taken me years to figure this out. Like this isn't just some shit that I figured out like in the last week. Like this has been decades in the making, you know, and you're never too late to start learning about what foods affect your body in what different ways and what supplements are going to affect you in different ways. You know, some of this stuff you just have to try, but you have to give it a chance. You know, you can't, expect any results in a week you know my thing is give it a quarter you know everything you should be doing try it for three months see how your body reacts once it gets accustomed to it and if you need to adjust dosages do that if you feel like it's not doing anything get rid of it then save your money put that money towards something else that might work better for you and your body and then i think kind of the the base for what I take, uh, I do use the first form Opti Greens, and I have talked about this before. And I did a comparison, and I asked a friend of mine uh, to do the exact same comparison to I did, just to kind of, I felt like it was almost too good to be true. Um, the Athletic Greens and this first form Opti Greens, they are essentially the exact same aside from the price, okay? Um, all the ingredients that are in the First Form brand are also in the Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, I believe, had a few extra things, um, but you're, for the most part, getting the same product for a lot less money. And what I do, one of the things I like about this is it doesn't have any added sugar to it. Now, when you're adding all of these, you know, different fruit and vegetable extracts, obviously you're going to have some sugar that's associated with that, but they've managed to keep the sugar at one gram, which is pretty amazing, you know, especially for someone like me who is already trying to maintain, you know, a low sugar intake as it is. Uh, and this is what I have in the morning um, when I get up. You know, I don't want to have something like this that is completely spiking my blood sugar still. Um, so, you know, personally for me, this works <clears throat> very well. You know, all of that stuff plus a half teaspoon of salt, you know, goes into my shaker bottle 
and I take it with about 10 ounces of water and I add like, you know, three normal ice cubes in there when I shake it up to help, you know, make the drink cold. And then I basically pound it and take my vitamins with it. And then I'm good until about noon. And then that's when I have my, my first solid food of the day. 11, eh, yeah, about 11 usually. That's when I, when I start to consume solid foods. And then I have a couple meals before I work out. And then my dinner after I'm done with boxing in the evening. Um, so I would suggest, you know, first of all, I would suggest that everyone out there go get a physical go get blood work done, um, find out what your levels are. You know, I see a naturopath. He's awesome. Uh, he takes good care of me. Uh, but if you have a physician, if you have a naturopath, uh, you know, find one, go see your guy or your gal, um, get the blood work done. You're never going to know where you're at until you know where you're at. Okay. I know that sounds stupid, but you know, you can guess all day long about what your blood work would be, but you don't know until you go get it done. And there were some things that I thought would be fine that were eh, a little problematic. And uh, there were some things that I was really concerned about, like my cholesterol, and it's still very consistent from you know what it was 20, 30 years ago. So get that done. Um, it's definitely worth it. And try some supplements, you know, eat whole foods. Remember, shop the perimeter, you know, try your best to stay out of the middle of the store. There's nothing, there's everything that we want is in the middle, but everything that we need is on the perimeter, except for the bread. You know, the bread's on the other end of the the Safeway. But uh, get your vegetables, you know, just get your meats and eat real food. (laughs) That's all you got to do. This isn't rocket science. If you just eat real food, you will be amazed at how much better you feel. All right. That is a that segment. I'm going to stop this portion right now because I need to get my guest on the phone. So I will be right back. And... Welcome back to the Jake Brown Podcast. I have our guest on the line. Now, before I begin the interview, I have to say, for safety reasons, my guest has required that he remain anonymous, and we had to alter his voice. To give his real name, his real location, and if he were to use his real voice, could cost him his life. So, one of the stipulations for me to do this interview was preserving his anonymity. So you will hear his voice altered, and we are not going to use his real name. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome Lenny, the vegan lion, to the show. 
Lenny, are you there? Yes. I am here. Thank you for having me. I've been a big fan of your podcast for days now. I listen to it during the daytime when there's not a lot going on here. Things have been a little slow in Africa. So, we entertain ourselves with podcasts. Well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, I know that you're only allowed to tell us so much information. How is it that a lion becomes a vegan that just seems so odd almost like it goes against nature but i understand there are anomalies in nature do you see yourself as an anomaly most definitely i know i am not the only vegan lion in africa There are more of us. However, we must remain secretive of our eating habits. If the pride were to find out that I don't want meat and that I only want to graze on plants, they would kill me and rip my throat out, and then consume me. Well, Lenny, we definitely do not want that. So again, I say thank you for being so brave and willing to share your story. If you would, take me and my audience back to the beginning, back to when you first realized that you were, in fact, a vegan. What was that like for you? It was hard. I was confused. I couldn't relate to my siblings and their thirst for blood. All they wanted to do was rip out throats, eat liver, Kill, kill, kill. I didn't understand. I did not have that drive. I looked at plants and thought, those look delicious. And there was a point where I was caught eating a plant. And I had to lie and say, Oh, I was just flossing. I had a piece of meat stuck in my tooth. Do you remember how old you were when you first started having these doubts about wanting to consume meat? Very young. Within the first month of being alive. 
obviously. We mature faster than humans, so... After a month, I was already killing small creatures on the plains. Mice. Rabbits. And when mother would make a kill of an antelope or a bison, we would all feast. But I... Oh, sorry. This is just so difficult. I would always feel guilty that we had just murdered a poor innocent creature and were now tearing it to shreds. The guilt that I carry still to this day for all the kills that I have been a part of eats away at my soul. I'm not a religious man but if I was, I know I would be going straight to hell. Well, Lenny, I think given your circumstances, you aren't left with many options. It seems to me that you are in self-preservation mode. You're doing what you have to do to survive. Would you agree with that? Yes. If my secret were to get out, the pride would murder me and eat me. They can be so cruel, so unforgiving. I feel so alone out here on the African plains. I know there are more like me out there but it's impossible to connect. Well, do you have anyone that you can confide in? I mean, there has to be someone you can talk to. Have you considered therapy? I do have a therapist. Fortunately, they utilize telehealth. So, once a week, I say I'm going for a walk, and I distance myself from the pride, and I'm able to FaceTime my therapist. So far, no one knows. Typically during the daytime, they're all sleeping, so I can easily sneak away. But I know if I were to get caught, it would certainly be my death. Wow. Well, I think we're all happy to know that you are getting some sort of therapy to deal with all this. How is that therapy going? It's hard. It's real hard. I don't think my therapist can necessarily put herself in my shoes, so to speak. She gets to live a free life 
eating whatever she wants. She doesn't understand my struggle of being a vegan locked inside of an apex predator. But she tries. She's trying to give me the tools to deal with this situation as best I can. Well, I think we're all relieved to hear that. So Lenny, what's next for you? I mean, I feel like this isn't sustainable, you know? This is so incredibly heavy on your soul. This is not something that you can do for the foreseeable future. What are you going to do? Well, I do have family that lives in San Diego. I've considered leaving the pride and moving in with them, but it's such a long journey. Funds are scarce. I just don't know if I can afford that trip. But we'll see. I'm saving a little bit every day in hopes that I can make that move at some point. If that doesn't happen, I guess, I guess I'll just have to continue living a lie. Lenny, that is no way to live. Life is too short, especially for a lion on the African plains. Death is around every corner. You need to do whatever you can to get yourself out of that situation so you can be your true self. I'm trying. Like I just said, I'm trying. Is there anything that you would like to say to my audience right now about your struggles being a vegan lion in an environment filled with murder and blood? And violence. Yes, sometimes we are dealt the hand that we are dealt and we cannot change it. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices for the good of the pride. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm making a sacrifice. But that doesn't mean I can't dream. Someday, I will be free of this hell called meat and blood.
and violence. Someday, I will live in San Diego, and I shall feast on all the bushes and green grasses that that wonderful city has to offer, and I will be accepted for who I am, a vegan, nothing more, nothing less. So to your audience I say, never stop dreaming, never stop working toward your goal, whatever that may be, you can achieve it. I have to go. The pride is awake. Thank you again for having me on your podcast. I will continue listening and supporting you. Lenny, thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And you are welcome back anytime. I would love that. I would definitely like to come back and be a guest on your show. Well, I will have my producer make arrangements. Is he gone? He's gone? Did he hang up? He hung up. Lenny the Vegan Lion, ladies and gentlemen. Powerful. That was absolutely powerful. What a treat that was. Profound words spoken from such an unlikely character. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Jake Brown Podcast. Thank you for joining us. That was a powerful interview from quite an unlikely source. A vegan lion? Unbelievable. Uh, Lenny, the next time you listen, we were honored to have you, and I look forward to having you back on the podcast again at some point. Uh, thank you very much. Moving on. I mean, this is still Bard Fight Week at this point, okay? We're still doing Bard Fight Week, as far as I'm concerned. And... uh <clears throat> I was curious. I wanted to know what Bard would say if there was a hypothetical fight between a human male and a grizzly bear. And I specifically said human male because if I put human female in there, Bard would have said, uh, human females are too smart to try to fight a grizzly bear, so they're not going to. However, it did give me a hypothetical for a human male because men are fucking stupid so it gave me three scenarios that might that might make it 
so that a human man could beat a grizzly bear in a fight. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> Anything short of you're losing. Do you want to know how to win a fight against a bear? That's it. That's that's how you win a fight against a bear. You shoot it with a machine gun. Scenario one. A surprise attack. Yeah. Hey, that's what I want to do. I want to surprise a fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> I mean, seriously? If a human were able to catch a grizzly bear by surprise, they might be able to land a fatal blow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Before the bear could react. What kind of fatal blow is any human whatsoever going to land on a grizzly bear that's going to kill it? I mean, you got one shot. You got one shot to kill a bear. And like with what? I mean, what weapon could you use outside of a fucking cannon that you could strike a bear and kill it? I I can't think of anything. I mean, maybe like a samurai sword that's insanely sharp like the ones in Kill Bill. But what if you miss? You're dead. This would require the human to be very stealthy and to have a weapon that could inflict serious damage, such as a large knife or a high-powered firearm. Like I said, like that's your only option. Scenario two, environmental advantage. If a human were to lure a grizzly bear into an environment that was to the human's advantage, such as a narrow canyon or a trap, then they might be able to defeat the bear. Or, or you are now stuck in a small space with a fucking grizzly bear. Okay? Or there's that. This would require the human to have a deep understanding of grizzly bear behavior and to be able to plan and execute a complex strategy. Hey, how about no thank you? How about no thank you? I'm not going to be bait for some pissed off 2,000 pound grizzly bear that wants to eat my face. After it shreds me apart. Scenario two, no thank you. Still, that's the option. Scenario three, extreme skill and experience. Skill and experience doing what exactly? No one has fought a fucking bear before. There is no amount of skill and experience that you could have that would help you in fighting a bear. If a human were to train for many years in martial arts or other forms of combat, they might be able to develop the skills and experience necessary to defeat a grizzly bear in a one-on-one -on -one fight. However, this would require a level of skill and experience that is far beyond what is typically achievable by humans. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. 
<laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? Like, okay, I've now been boxing for 10 months. Could you imagine my fighting level? I'm going to go try to box a grizzly bear. Or is someone going to go do jujitsu on a grizzly bear? Or Muay Thai on a, on a grizzly bear? If you put a grizzly bear in the octagon against John Jones, guess what? John Jones is dead. John Jones is dead. You could put a grizzly bear in there with all of the UFC at the same time. They're all dead. Except for the ones that jump out of that fucking octagon first. They're all dead. Unless. That's right. That's right. I might as well just make this last part my boxing corner. So here's what I learned tonight. Don't box a fucking grizzly bear. Okay? Anyone that's out there right now that is looking at getting into any form, any form of martial arts and or fight training, never, I repeat, never fight a grizzly bear and you will be successful. You are automatically more successful than anyone else who has tried to fight a grizzly bear. Okay. And if for some reason you find yourself in a situation where you have to fight a grizzly bear, well, I hope you got a machine gun. All right. That is my show for today. I will be back tomorrow with more topics. Who knows? Maybe I'll have another interview with someone. I don't know. We'll see what's out there. I'll see what I can drum up on Twitter. Again, you can find me now on YouTube. If that's your preferred platform, go to YouTube. Still on iTunes. Still on Amazon Music. And of course, still on Spotify. Forever on Spotify. I love Spotify. Spotify is great. Spotify has so far been very good to me. Um, I hope everyone has a great night, and I will talk with you later.